0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to all my witches, warlocks, werewolves, werecats, wargs, windigos, wraiths, and worms, wanderers and well wishers to another episode of Tom Talks Alive. Wowie.
1: <laughs> wowie wowie. Wee wee wahwa.
0: <laughs> Somebody's gonna be very happy about that. Uh, I'm your host, uh, as always, Heath Parker, and I'm joined by our esteemed GM of the Apollo Protection Agency story we've been telling here at Southern Tomfoolery. You know him, you love him. It's Adam Kelly. What's up, dude?
1: Hello. How are you this evening? I'm good. What do you watch? What you wearing that Seahawks jersey for?
0: I'm a jersey collector, dude. I've got like eight jerseys. Shame, shame. It's fine. I catch a lot of shit about it, but like I like jerseys, dude, and they're comfy.
1: Okay, all right,
0: well, on the production side of things, we've got our goodest, most beautiful boy, Josh Richards, keeping the show running. how oh, you doing today boy i'm I'm the goodest man
1: I'm just you are definitely the goodest <laughs> of us all
0: the lawful goodest
2: the <laughs> i mean I'd hope not that, but yeah, kinda
1: no, you're definitely the most lawful, good person of our podcast without yeah. like like without a doubt. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay, though. Yeah. No, I'm that not, sh- I'm not a good ashamed person. of it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I,
0: uh, I had a little fun at the top with some W-based alliteration, and that's because today's Tom Talks is going to cover all things Witch Warper, whether it be wonderful or, in the opinion of some, the worst. Uh, but before we jump into the relatively new and relatively divisive class, we always start Tom Talks Alive with a brief conversation about any Southern Tomfoolery news and what's been going on in SDF land for the last month. So True. I'm, I'm going to ask you, Adam, what's what's the biggest piece of news that we have?
1: Uh, well, we actually have a, a couple things to know. So I'm trying to decide which order I want to do it. Um, I mean... It, if you're on our discord you already know these things so i'm just gonna say that first things first our next guest for southern Tom Foolery unlimited is going to be ann richmond otherwise known as hearth singer you know her from the glass Cannon nation you know her from the lost mountain podcast and perhaps her twitch channel um i'm really excited to talk to her got to play with her <laughs> Got to play with her during Jaspers, and uh, she's just an amazing person, so I'm really looking forward to talking to her, so there's that. Uh, Second up, we are going to be featured, Zach and I are going to talk with Jason Tondro on his podcast uh, in a few weeks, and really, really excited to talk to Jason again, and this time he's going to be interviewing us, so that's exciting, Uh, we're going to be talking about fly free or die and or live and let fly as we like to call it. Um and speaking of that, I think we're going to go ahead and announce when episodes 1 through 3 will release for all of you. That's, oh, going that's to, big. That is the big one, that's right? That's big. That's the big one. Uh July 20th, episodes 1, 2 and 3 will all drop.
0: 1, 2 and 3. 1, 2 and 3.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And it's an all witch warper party.
0: Yep. <laughs> You're gonna hate it.
1: Uh there's some more like um things we'll announce as we get closer. There's some other little teasers that we're gonna release. Um, and we'll we'll let you know when we're ready to put that out. But we are we got the date the end start date Henry, in mind. Did you say so, the 20th or 23rd? The uh oh, we well, lost the, it. <laughs> I said the 20th, but I just want to make sure that that is correct. Okay, because
2: I put 20th on the screen, and I want to make sure that was correct,
1: too. Yes.
0: Oh, no. Now it's there forever.
1: Uh, Yes, the 20th. Um, So, get excited. Uh, We are. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: love, I'm looking at the Twitch, it says July 20th, dot, 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 question mark. Yes, the 20th. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, the whole twentieth.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean that's a big deal. We we you know we've been really looking forward to uh, releasing this new venture for us and and just the experience of getting to play it. I'm going to get to play in a podcast with Adam. I don't even know what that's like when he's not gming. You know? Yes, you do. Mm-mm. This is the only What does Hacky Sack Heroes? That doesn't count. That's oh. just that's just you, right? Oh, like Melody's right. like just you. You're playing a character now.
1: Yeah, you're right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, which, to be fair, you know, DJ Travel, I'm just playing me, so we're just hanging out in that one.
1: That's true. You're right. You're right. That's just Adam and Heath <laughs> hanging out in space.
2: Now, just to clarify, though, Live and Let Fly is going to be its own separate feed on the podcatchers, mm-hmm. so i yes. uh, got some people in chat asking about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it will be a new feed. It won't be on the same one. That would get so... So, just clogged.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the two yeah. shows. Starting a whole new feed for that one, so um, we'll we'll let you know when we have it ready, folks. Uh, but that's the news I got, Heath.
0: Well, tell tell me a little bit more about your interview with uh, uh, Jason Tondro because my jealousy knows no bounds. This is twice <laughs> now you've gotten to go and hang out with him, and I've been begging to, and I still don't get to. Yeah. But what what's uh, that going to
1: entail exactly? Uh, so we're going to go on his show, the BAMF podcast, uh, where he talks about all sorts of things, uh, a lot of it Star Trek, um, and then a lot of it Starfinder. So um, we, and by we, I mean, Zach and I are going to go on the show and we're going to talk about Southern Tom Foolery, and then we're going to talk about kind of how Live and Let Fly came to be, um, and just kind of. Chew the fat a little bit with Jason. You know, he's 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 a great conversationalist and uh, I'm sorry that you won't be there a second time for it. I
0: know it. I know you're just going to keep finding excuses to hang out with him and exclude me.
1: Mhm. Yep, 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 <clears throat> yep, yep, yep.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh anyways, <laughs> No, that's that's cool. There's that's all really exciting stuff that I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to for you guys with the interview with Tanjiro and of course I can't be more excited about releasing live and let fly. That's going to be a lot of fun to let you guys see what we've got cooked up and the characters mm-hmm. we've got cooked up, you know?
1: Yeah, I will say we all do have our characters at this point. You know, we we know who we're playing.
2: And it's not just ourselves. <laughs> <And> it's not <laughs> right, just right. ourselves.
0: <laughs> we're all playing Josh.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys are good enough for that.
0: <laughs> oh, we're not lawful good enough for it, that's for sure. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, I mean that's it. Any any other um, that's it? That's
1: all things was... to look forward to. It's all the tea for today.
0: Okay. All right. So what about uh, kind of the month in review since since the last time we did a uh, uh, Tom talks what what's been going on in stf land i know we we did start recording uh a little bit more of hideous tomfoolery
1: we do we got a couple episodes in the bag for that and um i think what's good about that is that those are um that's that's going to be a short section like i think maybe like one or two more episodes and we're done with with that part you know, so that's going to be a quick turnaround. Um, those first two episodes are crazy. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, they're, they're that that's deal. for sure. They, they're they pretty, pretty wild. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, we got a short little section coming up and then we'll have a longer section for part two. So yeah, it's always fun playing, playing attack of the swarm and hideous Tom Floyd. Cause it's just so wild. Anything can happen. Anything can happen.
0: That's is true. <laughs> um what else? What else have we been doing? I can't remember.
1: Um you know, we are playing <laughs> Signal Screams and we are kind of wrapping up a little arc uh in the city of Kuvakara. You know? Yeah. You, um so that's been that's been fun kind of really getting to do the cyberpunk part of this adventure. I hope Josh it. Met your expectations. it was all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and there's certainly more cyberpunk to come, but this was cert- the the biggest chunk of it.
2: Yeah, no, I've absolutely enjoyed it, like, a lot.
1: Like, a whole mm-hmm. lot.
2: And I really don't want to leave Kuvakara, but, mm-hmm. you know, you <laughs> gotta go save the world and stuff, so. All
0: right. Well, and that sets up what is... uh really gonna be an exciting part three, right? I mean, yeah. The the next part is where it's really gonna pop off and uh we'll we'll see how the conclusion and and climax, you know, of this this book's gonna go.
1: Right, right. I'm I'm looking forward to running this last part. I think it's gonna be intense. Uh I'll go ahead and tell you we're getting back into the horror aspects. Um yeah you know it was coming back. Yeah. Uh so it's a
3: it's
1: it's it's going to be harrowing for sure. There's a lot <laughs> going on in there. Uh so it's going to be a tough one. To be tough. But yeah, I mean other than that it's it's interesting that I say we don't have any major projects in the fire. I mean we're launching a whole new show, but like that's really what the news is is us
0: Right. That's, I mean, that's what we're working on. That's you know? the big one for sure.
1: Yeah, that's what we're working on, you know.
0: Oh, I'm so pumped for that. I'm so excited. Uh, I, mm-hmm. hope, I, I hope everyone else gets as excited as I am for it.
1: I know, dude. Every time I like put on the theme and those like drums come in, I'm just like,
3: I'm so ready to play. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so ready to play. Um, but yeah, that's our month. Getting ready to launch a whole new show, um, no big deal. <laughs> no,
0: NBD. Yep. <clears throat> well, what have you guys been doing the, the last uh, month or so? What, what's been going on in, uh, uh, Adam and Josh land?
3: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's a, we'll very fun music. land, I guess. Yeah,
0: okay.
2: it's, uh, <laughs> some Some good time spent, uh, playing video games and, uh. Not really going to go into any details, but uh, I am in a relationship now, so that's
3: awesome. Oh, oh status change!
2: Yeah, what?
0: What?
2: Um,
1: she's super sweet. That is—that's STF news. Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs>
2: I'm, Look, I'm trying to play it close to the chest, for
0: now, you know. If, if you'd play Final Fantasy with us, you'd know that.
2: Bruh. uh
1: Well, uh,
2: sorry, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, also a lot of that playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14 with the boys. And, nice. uh, yeah, it's, that's, it's just been work and work and work and Final Fantasy and now dating. Uh, so, you know, COVID vaccination, feel comfortable enough to do it. And here we are.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've been playing music like I do, um, drinking beer, walking around the park, working, working on STF stuff, uh, did the Jasper's thing. Uh, that was a lot of fun and, you know keeping myself busy but having a great time doing it like my overall it's been a good month so far so got my taxes done shoot i got my taxes done y'all got what a nice nice <laughs> proud of you i waited till the last minute to do it but it is done awesome like That's i did cool. it before this episode tonight you know
0: uh, like you
1: just did it
0: <laughs> like just now yeah <laughs> just crushing it
1: yeah baby yeah
0: um nice uh yeah well i've been uh playing some final fantasy as we said uh which has been a lot of fun it's it's you know with that kind of game like if you've got a decent little crew of five or six people like it really makes for some good memories and, and and you know a good experience and that's been nice to get back into uh, haven't really had that kind of gaming experience since, like, you know, a few years ago when a bunch of us were playing World of Warcraft.
2: Yeah, I think um, last time I had it was when we were all playing the original Destiny together, years ago.
0: Those yeah. were fun times. Destiny was fun. Um, So, I guess that brings us to our main segment of the evening in which we're going to talk about the Witch Warper class, uh, which has been... A very yes, divisive that's what we're class. Do. Um, um and, and we'll look it into that
2: uh <laughs> Heath has frozen for a second. Oh no, yeah. he's back.
1: He had he had a little bit of infinite worlds <laughs> himself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: worlds within worlds.
2: Yeah. yeah uh yeah. So uh, I Witch Warper, you did
1: freeze slot. for a second. So uh we're talking Witch Warper, yeah?
0: Yes, we are. Am I still frozen? No, nope. nope. you're good. Okay. My my now you guys are frozen on my Twitch. Maybe I just need to close Twitch.
2: Oh yeah, just ignore Twitch. Except in the chat. <laughs> Pay attention to them. Give well, them love.
0: That's that's what it's there for, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> um yeah, but we're gonna talk about Witch Warper, uh, which has been a very divisive class for uh, you know, one reason or another. Um we're gonna you know, we're gonna talk about the good, the bad, and and what makes the class so divisive. Um so I guess first of all Let's kind of briefly talk about, for anybody who may not know or may not have played one, like, what is a Witch Warper?
1: Right? Uh, yeah. What is a Witch Warper, Heath? You <laughs> so, play one in so, real yeah. life.
0: So, Witch Warper is a charisma-based um, magic caster class, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <clears throat> and that's uh, unique in, in Starfinder. I mean, Solarians are charisma-based, but they're often kind of more melee Mixed well, they're with supernatural magic, not yeah. and
1: they're magic, not magical okay which makes them fucking anyway
0: which is a very important distinction we recently it is, learned it is <laughs> we two years that. into this journey of, yeah. of playing this game <laughs> um but yeah so their their um their whole vibe is that they can see into and interact with and manipulate other realities that may be adjacent to our own reality and by doing so bring in effects from other worlds and that's how their their magic sort of manifests right
3: mm-hmm.
0: um kind of uh you know the, the first thing i thought when i you know first found out about the witch whopper was the dark tower um mm. like you know kind of fiction like that where you're you're world hopping kind of stuff right. but like the ability to not only like travel between other worlds which is not something they really do they don't really go to other worlds <clears throat> or Mm-mm. other realities and planes of existence they just bring chunks of those worlds into their own world right. to to manipulate the battlefield or, or what have you
1: they're not planeswalkers right, right. exactly exactly they're yeah, the witch whoopers
0: yeah i mean the the witch part Kind of threw me when I first, you know, was reading into it because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a. The only way in which it feels like a witch is if you really start to look at Witch Warper. Uh, a lot of people were disappointed because they tend to operate best as a bit of a support class, as mm-hmm. as more of a, a debuffer kind of class and that the witch part to me <clears throat> was kind of more of a meta naming decision because of like its similarity to suggestive of that to the yeah. witch from Pathfinder right right, right. yeah uh in terms of like the lore of starfinder there's nothing particularly witchy about them um it's much more into the warping <laughs> you know that's the the more operative part of that word but yeah so they warp uh the Different realities into our own, and that can be manifest whether it be dealing damage or like <clears throat> um, you know changing uh, you know a patch of earth over there into grease or, or or water or whatever from another reality to make it difficult to rain. There's all kinds of ways that you can do that. Um, and that's one of the great strengths of the witch warper is that it's we commonly call it a flavor factory. Mhm. Right, mm-hmm. that that there's so much so many interesting ways to describe how you're making your magic's come about. But, you know, long story short, yes, they're they're a charisma caster. Um they're kind of squishy. Um they have a lot of more support and debuff spells. Uh they do have some damage spells, uh but they're not uh what you would think of as a blaster caster, you know.
1: No, no, no at all. Um they they are they do have that charisma caster vibe right like the types of things that they can do and the types of spells that they can cast it does definitely has like a a, a warlock sorcerer kind of feel to it right like it's there's a sense of wildness and personal will involved in the magic that's and, well,
0: ref- and chaos you know it yeah, seems right. like charisma casters are always like inherently chaotic
1: to some degree, yeah, because I, I think you're, they're typically very individual uh, if they're charisma, right? Like, they they draw to them in a, in a manner of speaking, you know? Yeah, well, and, than-
0: and to play devil's advocate for people who don't really love those classes, it can feel like their magics are unearned compared to, like, a wizard or, or a cleric or somebody who, like, studies... For so long to to develop their magics, it seems mm-hmm. like in in the lore of charisma casters, they generally like, oh shit, I have magic, I didn't even realize, or, or it manifests yeah. in childhood, you know.
2: Yeah, I agree. And it's like yeah. me with my puns and being a sorcerer with that instead of studying the way of the punnery it just happens, man.
0: You mean you haven't put any work into that whatsoever, Josh? None,
2: truly uh, none. This, this is my be- natural. I don't pun believe skill. you for I am. a second completely honest have not I, put any time effort it's just it's just it happened man i don't know I one think day. in
0: your free time you google dad jokes i really
2: don't
0: <laughs> you you just you must you just google them and you're like okay like that's a good one i'm gonna find a, a way to adapt this and make it worse
2: no nah, dude none none of that I, look i'm too lazy to do that you know me well enough to. you're the, too lazy
0: true. to type list of dad jokes on the internet
1: it. he doesn't have the memory for it either he, he too. wouldn't
0: remember them. yeah yeah he may have been doing it the so, whole time he may do research all the time and I just, just doesn't know he it. does it
1: <laughs> i don't know yeah that's the thing this is just how i am it's just this i just come up with it i was like no nah, that's your subconscious remembering all the research that you forgot you did
0: <laughs> uh, uh. josh is absolutely a charisma class
1: Oof. Yeah, he's a pa- Josh is our paladin for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely a pal sort.
0: I I guess I always thought he was a cleric in my mind.
1: Well, that's a wisdom.
0: Yeah, I guess.
2: You can be wise but not I don't know, man.
0: Just- he's whatever flavor of cleric feels like a paladin but isn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How do you feel about this, Josh? (laughs) Uh, It's Pretty great. Pretty great. I'm good. It's fine.
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the Witch Warper in a nutshell. Um, Another thing, like their key ability scores charisma, obviously. Um, As far as class skills, they only get four plus their intelligence modifier. And because they're a charisma class, it's not often that intelligence is going to be one of their top, top skills. So they're, they're very limited in what, in what skills they can be high trained in. Um, they only get light armor proficiency. As far as weapons, they get basic melee, small arms, and grenades. Um, grenade,
1: grenades is, in, is the interesting thing about that because they, none of the other spellcasters get grenade proficiency. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing that they get that other spellcasters don't get.
0: Which I feel like just ties more onto the chaotic vibe, right?
1: Maybe so, yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, like with Tex, he uses, um, the summoning grenades, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh no, you use summoning creature.
0: No, he does both. So Tex has, I bought some summoning grenades, but you got to remember, I got so irritated and that's the thing we're talking about. Are witch whoopers good? Are they bad? Are they a little bit of both? Are they divisive? Whatever. I did get irritated with Witch warper at at one point not too long ago, and my response was to buy fourteen grenades. <laughs> you know I spent all of the money I had collected on different types of grenades, so some of those were summoning grenades um, yeah
1: well this i was gonna the point I was gonna make is that the summoning feels very witch warpy, you know, like it ties into the class, and a lot of the grenades in Starfinder change the the battlefield so it just kind of all flavors into how witch warpers are i'd like that they have grenades i think it it does fit well there's
0: there's actually a a lot of diversity in grenades where it's like you know just hearing grenades you don't think of of a diverse weapon set but they they really are in starfinder there's you know, entangled grenades. There's mm-hmm. there's kind of shock grenades and and yeah. all kinds of stuff like summoning that.
1: grenades, right? You yeah, know. And summoning
0: grenades. That that's <clears throat> the summoning. The like that's what I do a lot of the time as text because you know, with w- reading Witch Warper and that it's like this this you know dimension bending uh, other world tapping into kind of class. Summoning to me was the the easiest and most direct manifestation of like that kind of power fantasy, and that's mm-hmm. why I was like, and and that's that's what we're gonna gonna get into is like, do the skills you know and what it what it can do in terms of a class live up to its description. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about its class skills, right? So the the or, or its class features.
1: Which, okay, I was going to say, there's nothing really exciting not about class the skills. Not class skills, class features. Yeah. It's yeah, okay. you know, the things All that right.
0: are unique to it as a class, which are two mm-hmm. things, right? Um, and they're infinite worlds and paradigm shifts. And yep.
1: uh,
0: this is where we start to get into what's so divisive about the class, particularly with infinite worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so infinite worlds are abilities that you have uh, as a standard action, which basically create <clears throat> sort of a bubble of warped or altered reality and there's you know the infinite world's abilities increase in level as you increase in level so you get access to new ones as you go up (coughs) excuse me um but basically you know at first there's first level uh there's two different ones there's always an environmental and an instantaneous right Mm-hmm. With with infinite worlds, so you have one that's environmental that'll that'll affect the battlefield or whatever, and then there's one that's instantaneous that may do damage or, uh, you know, directly cause a status effect on an enemy. Yeah. Um, and and part of. <sighs> I mean, part of what people have have not liked the most, I would say, about the Witch Warper is these Infinite Worlds abilities.
1: So, I don't think it's so much that they don't like Infinite Worlds. The problem with Infinite Worlds is the economy of which you spend them, and that is using a spell slot, of which in Starfinder you don't get many. You know, like, first level, two spell slots. Second level, two spell slots. Third level three spell slots like you've got to use one of your spell slots to do your main (coughs) class ability. Yeah, that that creates this disconnect between like wanting to do the cool things that it's there, but not having any mechanical motivation to do it because your spells are going to be stronger than infinite worlds.
0: Right, especially well, that's, early level, That's generally know? like the the vibe as far as uh, complaints about the, the class is that your infinite worlds, like while they can be useful, they're not as valuable as uh, for the cost of a spell slot mm-hmm. as just using an actual spell, right? Yeah. And and I can't help but agree personally. I mean, like I asked uh, Adam when we were you know chatting before the the show, can you recall a time that I used an infinite world's ability with text?
1: I mean, like, as I said then, it was like one time, really, that, that, you know, it's, what you do have is that great spell that lets you just do free damage, you know, like, the the needles or whatever that you bring in.
0: Oh, um, oh, what's it called?
1: Yeah, whatever it is, that's the, that's the one, that's what you use most often for your spell slots, Rather than using your main class feature, which is infinite worlds, you know,
0: puncture veil is what you puncture
1: call it. veil, yeah. And uh, I mean, like, it, and it. I think that is the case for, you know, I, I won't get into spoilers. Don't worry, Tyler. But I know you're out there watching, and you playing a witch warper two in your Starfinder game, and he rarely uses infinite worlds, you know. He rarely uses it.
0: Yeah. Well, and what level is his character? Is it is it still low level?
1: Uh, I think they're around five or six at this point, uh, Tyler, if you would correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it, it's that, you know, they're not still in the six, he says. Yeah, they're at level six right now. Current, you know?
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's around, you know, Texas five now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah one like let's look at just the first infinite worlds ability right like your environmental is just um you create a 10 foot radius of uh, difficult terrain right and you can flavor that however you want it could be Mm -hmm. an oil spill it could be water it could be brambles that come up from somewhere else it could be lava whatever you want it to be uh in terms of what it looks like but the reality is you're spending one of your very, very valuable, say, your only two spell slots in your mm-hmm. first two levels, on getting 10 feet of difficult terrain in a game where everyone has guns. So, like, even if the terrain slows them down, they'll shoot
1: you. Right, right. You know? Well <laughs> like So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I love... I think that that's a cool... Ability like difficult terrain is valuable to create, but you shouldn't have to expend a spell slot. You know, we're going to keep harping on that because that's the biggest issue. You know, when I read through all of the different infinite worlds effects, you know, and I read through quite a few of them, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: they all are like good effects, but they shouldn't require a spell slot level or, or a spell slot as their spend. It should be resolve. You know, this comes back to the thing we always talk about all the time. There needs to be more resolve spenders. Or, like, a focus pool, which is pretty sure how they had it in the playtest, you know? Like, they had, like, a little pool that you chose that, that was separate from your spell slots, you know? And, and it should totally be independent of each other. It sucks that it's the only spellcaster that has to use their spell slots to do their class yeah, flavor the class ability. Feature, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, and even <clears throat> if you look at the instantaneous on level one, uh, it's dazzled. Right for, for one round per witch witch warper level. And that a lot that scaling <clears throat> is also part of the problem with witch warpers is that in those low levels, your your uh, effects that you get are only gonna last for a round per level. If you're level one, there's literally no reason to do that. You wanna get one round of dazzle instead of shooting somebody mm-hmm. or, or throwing a grenade or whatever, you know, or using right. uh the uh puncture veil, you know, which right puncture veil look at how much more valuable that is it's a little bit of damage and but it automatically
1: hits it's it's it's, bleed
0: yeah it will hit and it's a bleed all at once right
1: like why would you not use a spell slot to do that now to be fair because i don't want this just be bashing it and i did go and say all right let me think about this from a different perspective right because a part of the infinite worlds is that you can use a spell slot and then divide that number the level spell slot into multiple of these effects, in which case all of a sudden that spell slot becomes something that's not so bad to use. So like, for instance, if you used a fifth level spell slot, right, you could either do the fifth level environmental effect, or you could do the third level and both of the first, or you could do, the fourth level and a first or, you know what I mean? Like, so you end yeah. up getting a couple of these effects for a spell slot. Okay. That becomes worth it. Right. But that, when I say fifth level, you don't get a fifth level spell slot until level 13, which is where most APs end, right. You know what I mean? And so like, realistically, realistically, you don't get to use that, like shuffling up of these um, different, infinite worlds features in any real meaningful way until at best level seven, when you get third level spells, you know, right. cause then you could get a second and a first yeah. together, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, uh, you know, concerning the, the infinite worlds abilities, like I don't think the problem uh, with infinite worlds is like the uh the durations right like that is an, an issue that is just part of being a low level spellcaster right. every every spellcaster has to deal with like because you're level 1 the cool stuff you want to do that could potentially have have a duration is going to be a short a one round duration right, right. and that and that's why I had to learn that the hard way, right? I didn't realize that with summon creature on text until the first time I summoned a creature and then I realized I literally summon it for one round.
1: Mhm. And it takes you a round to do it too. You you, you know? waste
0: a round to summon it and you you get one round of Granted you can place it where you want, so it doesn't have to move and attack. It could it could, you know, attack twice. It could full attack.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If it wanted to, but then it poofs out of existence, right? So like that's just an issue of the way the scaling works for casters in general, but the problem, which I'm agreeing with you, um, is that the effects that you get are not as valuable as the things you could do otherwise do with those those spells. You know, right, spell right. slots.
1: Yeah, like it's just a bummer. You know, like that's the thing. Is like you're like, ooh, that's cool. Like, ooh, I want to do that. And then like when it comes to actually doing it, like it doesn't, it doesn't really play out the way that you want it to. You know. Um, but just for the sake of argument, I did like, let's say uh, I figured it out, right? If you used a third level spell slot, you know, you can dazzle somebody for one round per your witch warper level. So a minimum seven rounds, which is not, you know, dazzled isn't terrible. That's a pretty good effect. Yeah. And then, and then you're damaging <clears throat> at, at, at your witch warper level <clears throat> as well. Uh, or no, that I'm sorry. The damage would be equal to the spell slot spent. So you can put for one third level spell, you can basically be dazzling for seven rounds, and then you can A- and be doing three damage, three of points turn. of damage every right. turn for seven yeah. rounds. well, you and know? and
0: and that's you know again just ties to the the nature of of spells in in general, and as their durations are tied to casters. Like it, it really it really gets cool. Or it becomes acceptable to do once you get up into that fourth and fifth level to do any kind of duration spell,
3: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
0: like I, like I, if I could go back and redo it, <clears throat> I would never cast summon spells until I got to like fourth level, you know, because yeah. there's not right. a reason to do it, uh, but and any kind of duration spell like that. Um, but you know, <clears throat> kind of going back to to a point you made with the witch warper that you get a lot more value once you get deeper in the levels. Like, one of the big problems I have with Witch Warper, conceptually, not based on my own experience, because obviously I'm just at level five on the one that I'm playing with. Um, If you go through and look at their uh, paradigm shifts, um, and then their high-level infinite worlds, and then even their spell list, once you get into the late game, the the level 13 and beyond... Mm Mm-hmm. They are amazing. Like, they have some literal otherworldly skills, you know, mm-hmm. that are that are dope. But the unfortunate reality of playing TTRPGs is so many games end at level 13, right. you know, or, mm-hmm. or at most level 15. There's It's very rare, and we're going to be very fortunate to play Devastation Arc because it goes to level 20, you right. know? But, like, how common is that? And- I mean,
1: that's the only adventure path in Starfinder that does it. Literally, right there's the only
0: literally one. one so like all that cool stuff that you get that are that you know you need to be <clears throat> level 15 level 17 to right. do is is really just, just an impossibility for so many people um and then if you look at <clears throat> not even the the infinite worlds right so just the like um
1: The paradigm shifts. The
0: the the the, not the paradigm shift like abilities that you pick up, but like like at level three you get compound sight. You know, like you just get it.
1: Oh Mm. yeah, just that's your like little skill boost. Your your
0: skill boosts, right? Like those are you know whatever you get weapon specialization at third level. Yeah, Um, everybody
1: gets that, right? Yeah, and then you get you
0: get alternate outcome at sixth level. which is just, you got to get wait till level six. It's cool, but it's like, you got to wait till level six to get to reroll one thing, you know? But then the next one after level six is 19th level.
1: Well, that's because you just start getting paradigm shifts, you know, like, you know, and those, those level up too. Right. And so like there's second level, fifth level, eighth level, 11th level and 14th level paradigm shifts. So like, your class features are your paradigm shifts. That's yeah. like how you're scaling up. And a lot of those are cool, and a lot of them aren't. A are. lot of them
0: are cool, and a lot of them aren't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. We synced up real well there. So, like, for instance, with text. And I, you know, I keep going back to my character text because, like, that's the only experience I have doing it. Um, in the show, spoiler alert, we just leveled up. <clears throat> um, at, like, that's the, the least informative spoiler I could ever give you. Um, but... When I get the opportunity to get my second, uh, my paradigm shift, you know, and get a higher level paradigm shift, I didn't do it. I chose the lowest, another of the lowest level paradigm shifts because there's only, what, five or six options and I didn't like any of them. Right. Like, I took okay. another second level paradigm shift. I took Eldritch Secret instead of, of going up to, to a fifth.
1: I'm surprised you you didn't take inhibit or optimize. Actually, I was I was a little surprised that those. I don't like
0: either of those, but I'll like them once they turn into slow and haste.
1: You Mm -hmm. know, which is three levels. You know.
0: Yeah, and well, but the thing is, you can switch them out whenever I get another one because I chose a lower level one. Whenever I get the opportunity to do to get another a paradigm shift, I can switch that one out for another one.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, so, that's good, and yeah. and I
0: can switch it back to the the appropriate level that it should be. Yeah. But for the for that tier, I just didn't love it. Like I th- those are useful, but I I just wasn't in love with it and Eldritch secret let me pick a damage spell from mm-hmm. the um technomancer spell list because right. like I, you know, at level five, like, I've got a few spell slots now, <clears throat> but my known spells, so few of them do any damage.
1: Right, right. You know? They're all con- kind of control spells.
0: So, I mean, you know, I, I kind of like you said, I don't want to just, like, bash on it the whole time. I know there's there's plenty of reason, plenty of things people don't like. Um, but there are cool things about the class, and and flavor, obviously, is the foremost of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, me and Adam were talking about this before the show. uh I I think a big part of why there's so much uh, negativity towards the class is because the letdown based on the description of the class (laughs) is such a big deal. Like it is described as so badass, And then what Mm -hmm. you do is it's little stuff. It's little like, you know, there's a minus one here. There's a, there's a, you know, status effect here.
1: Yeah. But that's just the nature of the game we're playing. Like I, you know, I've seen that complaint and, and, you know, yeah, you're not gonna get plus five to rolls, you know you're gonna get little little buffs just like anything i I don't think that that's the problem with with Witch warper. I think that you don't get to do all the fun flavorful stuff because it's gated behind your spell slots. Mm-hmm. I really think that that's the the part that broke it the most. you know what I mean, like, and nerfed it and made it the least valuable spell caster now. it is still I think. A blast to play, right? I'm pretty sure you're having a good time with Tex. Yeah, I'm I having a good that, time. <laughs> I know that Tyler's having a good time with Vale. I made a Witch Warper big-time enemy to fight y'all in the pools of paradise. And, like, that was really fun combat for me. Like, I really enjoyed doing the Witch Warper stuff. I mean, he got stomped, but it was still fun, you know? Like, there's a lot of fun in the class, but it just doesn't deliver within the mechanics of the system very strongly, you know?
0: Yeah. So, so this is, I I would say, I guess this is more minor, but one complaint that I have seen, aside from any of the, like, class abilities, is that um, a lot of people don't think it feels right that a Witch Warper should have a poor, like, a classified as poor will save. Like, they're very easy to be mind-controlled.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: and they're, but they're like a charisma class, you know?
1: Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't, it's like, I don't understand all the like initial weaknesses that they gave this class, you know, like low will saves doesn't make sense, you know, or bad will saves, poor will saves. And like the, the, you know, one thing I want, I wanted to ask you this and see what you thought about this. And I kind of asked this out to the people uh in chat as well do you, how much do you think that which warper would be improved if they had uh long arm proficiency
0: uh, i mean like i think that's an improvement for literally any class that doesn't start with it you know <laughs> sure but like
1: okay so mystics and technomancers don't have it right because they're they can do damage and they're powerful casters and their connections are strongs right Right. Like yeah. if, if Witch Warper kind of being underpowered magically to some degree, right? Like they can't really do all the stuff that they're capable of doing because they're, it's all that shared resource pool. Yeah. You know, does giving them long arms, it, Make, you know, I see in the chat some people are saying that that's like a huge upgrade so, and it so, is, but like that's the only way that they can stay relevant damage wise in in combat
0: so here's here's my thought on that right like yes obviously that would be a big upgrade right like everybody wants long arms for free if they can get it um and I think that would you know it the logic of it as as we're looking at it like in retrospect would be like oh that makes up for a little bit of the magic but <clears throat> the the thing is that would be an acknowledgement on the part of pizo that they made a suboptimal caster class and I don't think that was their intent right mm-hmm. like they they I don't think they necessarily thought that it was going to get the backlash that it did or that it was going to be viewed as as underpowered as it is so yes I do I do think that would help in terms of being able to dish out some damage and everything but I mm-hmm. don't think that fixes the problems that people have with the class
3: mm-hmm. you know
0: I mean, it's the same, that's the same reason they gave him grenades, you know, Yeah. but like grenades does not make people change their mind about that. Witch Warper is not the best. Yeah. I mean, class it's not
1: very flavorful addition. Um, Tyler, we're going to keep, I'm going to keep referencing him just because he's in yeah. the chat and he also plays a Witch Warper at the same level as you. He's suggesting the PF2 uh, Pathfinder 2E version of scaling cantrips, you know, if you p- apply that to hazard. You know, kind of house rule that hazard mm-hmm. scales in the same way that it does in two e. That that that's a better fix because it's magical. I, I, so I'm not entirely
0: sure how it scales in two e, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so with like, you. I'm assuming it just means it gets more powerful every like yeah, like three as or opposed to levels.
1: Starfinder where it does the same amount of damage die no matter what level you are. It's one d three. It's garbage. Right. Pass first. Level. Right. So yeah. like it would skip that. You would you would. Uh, level intervals would get another two D three, or like it would scale to uh, scale up to one D four, and then it would start tack like
0: jump up to a D six or something.
1: Well, it would start probably putting on more D fours. It would upgrade the D three, uh, and then to D four, and then boom. You st- every like other level, you start getting more D fours. That just your hazard does. It's basically your like eldritch blast, right? That's Mm -hmm. like it's your it's your go to cantrip that you're doing in place of guns. It makes you feel magical. And then you're using your spell slots to not have to do the damage. Right. Because you've got your cantrip to do that. And you can use the spell slots to do all the cool control stuff, you know, like.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that better than just like giving it long arms to like Mm -hmm. shut everybody up, you know, Mm -hmm. because like the thing is like, yes, Starfinder is a game that is unique from pot from uh Pathfinder in the like the gun economy changes things, right? There's a reason, uh, the best caster in, um, Starfinder is a half caster, you know, or a three quarters caster in Pathfinder, right? I mean, guns do just change the economy of how a a combat happens, but Mm -hmm. a witch warper is not a class that you're going to associate with like gun foo, you know? Like that's not there. And if you do, like I saw the real, uh, Jay Pickle. Uh, said uh, they should be able to summon bullets from a different world in place of long arms, and I know that's a a joke, but like I would like be fucking down with like okay, you, you know th- maybe it's a duration of like a minute, uh or whatever, but like you don't use any ammunition. Well,
1: I think know? that's the hazard thing, right? Like that's what you, that call it what you want, but like that you know you could flavor it as. Bullets or whatever, but basically you have a damage cantrip, you know, and I and I and I, I don't like it. it no, needs I just something... meant from
0: any gun you shoot, like oh, you I got don't you. you don't expend ammunition for one minute, you know, hmm. and it, it's like that's not doing any extra damage for you, but like it it is saving you resources. Well, that's you know? a, that's
1: a cool ability. Why don't we charge you a spell slot to use it?
0: That see, that's the <laughs> problem. <laughs> you know, like like.
1: Wait, that's 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 what it's built on is spending spell slots. Even some of the paradigm shifts have you spending spell slots and it's just like dude that that should not be to me, your spell slot should not be a resource for other abilities to tap into. You know, not in Starfinder, like not in Starfinder because it's it's limited, right? Like yeah, the magic well, because is less.
0: All the magic yeah. is yeah, half magic's
1: right. You, yeah. you
0: should be able to use it when you want to use magic, right? Right, right. Um, to to not just completely uh, be a negative Nancy, can I tell you uh, thus far in my experience what my favorite paradigm shift is? Sure, yeah. So far, of the ones I've used, like obviously I could go up to like the highest level and pick like something that's super dope. But like mm-hmm. I love Thwartability. Mm-hmm. Thwartability is really cool because it's a reaction. When you or an ally within a hundred feet is affected by a spell or ability that gives a saving throw and would deal uh, any kind of damage, stamina point, hit point, or ability damage, you spend a resolve point, not a spell, uh, and you grant the car- target uh, just a-, a whole new chance that they're saving, through w- saving throw with a plus two. You mm. know, like that, I love that because it's it's the kind of like like the bodyguard feat thing where it's like, oh, oh no, you don't, hold on, mm-hmm. let me let's try this again, you know?
1: Yeah, I um, like it, too. It's like a counter to a, to a uh, area effect or, like, mind-affecting type thing. I like it a lot, you know?
0: Yeah, well, and that's what—so far, what I've picked is uh, the word ability I got immediately because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't wait to be able to use that, like, whenever, you know, a big fireball goes off or whatever, and it's like— Oh no! Nope. Uh, the 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 person most likely to take damage, you know, the weakest person in the range of the fireball. It's like, no, I'll try that again, dude. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. letting you go down from that. Yeah. Um, but then you know, you go up to the next ones. You said inhibit and optimize. You were surprised I didn't take those.
1: Uh, well, I mean, slow is powerful, you know, and so just getting getting on track to that and staggered is really powerful, you know. And so the problem again is that the. the- you can't take a feat to boost your paradigm shift DCs, you know, and right. like where you can take a feat to boost your spells, right? Your spell DCs, but I don't well, know. Well,
0: and, and Witch Warpers, as opposed to like like Technomancers, have magics that increase the damage of the weapons that they use, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing, like Witch Warpers don't do that unless they like dip into a Technomancer spell list, right? right? So, like, they have a real problem being able to increase their own damage. And and one thing I do, you know, just from looking over this more over the next couple of days, one thing I do appreciate about Witch Warper is that it's it's more technical than people give it credit for, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot of cool little technical things that, that would feel very satisfying if you caught the trigger or you, you know, you caught it at the right time and like, oh no, you're going to get five you know, five points of resistance against this or whatever. The, yeah. I think there's a lot of really satisfying abilities to use. But I think uh, so many of the abilities that they have are underwhelming for the value you could get for a spell. <laughs> you yeah. Know?
1: Yep. 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 Um, I don't know. I I still think that you can have a lot of fun with them. But the reality is that just don't stand up to the other spellcasting class as strongly, you know, like it, you just have to know that you're taking it for flavor and like in play, the shit out of it and have fun with right. it. Like, y- you so, know.
0: So that's the question I was going to ask is like, so based on my experience, right, I'm playing Tex uh, being a charisma caster. You kind of are slotted in as the face of the group, right? You're the mm-hmm. captain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, that's kind of a problem that I have in general with Starfinder, is because your starship crews, like Charisma, Charisma characters are automatically not only the face, but the captain, so they, like, have authority over everybody. I don't love that. Um, But, playing text, like, that's what's made him fun, outside of, like, you know, summoning monsters and stuff like that, is that He's a, a reluctant captain, so it like forces me to to do all these social encounters, right mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though he's not like eloquent or intelligent, he does like have the gift of gab, so to say so like i'm, I'm I have a lot of fun doing those social encounters. If witch warpers weren't a charisma class how like do, i I think they would be unplayable. Like, if they weren't the charisma, like, the face and had all the, the intimidate and the diplomacy and, like, had that interesting, you know, interaction-based part of them, like, I, I, it would be even worse. As much as they already catch shit, like, that would be garbage.
3: hmm
1: I mean...
0: If they were, like, wisdom casters. I just don't know if know. they would
1: look the same at all, you know, like... None of this stuff works with you can't just like slot out those abilities, you know, like this doesn't look like a wisdom caster, you know, it's not no, built, no. you know. And so, yeah, like, obviously, it would be a mess if it was a wisdom caster, you know. right uh, I
0: mean, I'm just saying, like, if they're saving grace is that they're flavorful and they're still a lot of fun um, in terms of like the the RP and stuff.
1: Well, yeah, but that's what makes it the saving grace, right? Like, <laughs> right. if this saving grace wasn't here, this would be unplayable. Would, yeah, yeah, that's right, the whole yeah. point, right? Like, is that it is a class for those who really want to lean into the to the social part of it, but like the flavor part of it too, and just understand that, like, don't think that you're going to come in as a witch warper and like deal a bunch of damage. You are basically like a control player, yeah. You know, and that's that's what it is, you know, and right.
0: I I wish there was more of an emphasis. Having having reread like the descriptions and everything, I wish there was more of an emphasis or more of an upfront expression that like, hey, these are battlefield controllers. These are debuffers. You know, mm-hmm. like they're not like actively described as debuffers that much. You know, like all the 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 flowery language is like dipping into other worlds and you know all mm-hmm. that stuff, which see which is cool and it it attracts people uh regardless of who they are you know everybody thinks that's cool that you're bringing things in from other realities that that's a big sci-fi concept that's really appealing in general but that's not the same thing as saying like hey you're a sport class
3: like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: like if i i think it would it would have done them some more favors if they really like pushed it out as a support class and like talked about that and hyped that and we're like hey if you're not interested in playing a sport class maybe this isn't the one for you. Yeah,
1: you know? but I mean they don't they don't ever really talk about their classes in in regards to the role that they play, right? It's like oh, here's the class, you guys figure it out, you know? Like they didn't say that biohacker was a support class either, but it clearly is, you know. Uh I maybe it's just the naming of it makes it Right. I just sound think, more-
0: I think there was more with biohacker, I think people understood that a lot more early mm-hmm. on than, mm-hmm. than Witch Warper. Like Witch Warper, I think I think a lot of people thought it was gonna be uh e- like either way more powerful at like at what it does, or was gonna be some kind of blaster caster, you know, summoner extraordinaire. And it can summon and stuff, but there's no like bonuses to doing that,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm well that's uh that's what it is what it is though
0: so no i've I got one more thing I wanted to to bring up that I was thinking about just before the show so like with with witch warpers I'm inclined to personally think that they i mean obviously there's some things they could fix mechanically, right but it, that aside, I'm inclined to think that you could have more fun. With a witch whooper in a home game than necessarily like a a podcast or something, because to me, I keep thinking about that, like they beg to be that like, like movie and TV reference character. You know, like or, or like if you are playing a home game and like, hey, you really love, love Naruto and you want to keep bringing Naruto shit in, like which will let you do it. Even if the other people at your table eye roll about it all the time, mm-hmm. that can be a gag that you can do, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you know, I, I think there's a lot of comedic possibility with the <laughs> so, character. So the good thing about
1: this class is it's a joke class.
0: <laughs> no, I no no, well, that's not a fair way to phrase that, right? I just no. I think there's a lot if you wanted to go the route of of playing a very comedic character, like there's a lot here for it, you know, because mm-hmm. they're so referential,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know like yeah, the mean, possibilities
0: really, for you yeah. to break the fourth wall are exclusive to this class, right, you know,
1: yeah, it's the flavor class, right. It's, that's what it. That's what it is, and it, and and I do. I do think it's still. I don't think it's a broken class. It's just the weak class. It's just clearly weak compared to the others, you know. But it's not broken. Like it functions. You can play. You can get. You know, you're not. If you make a witch warper, you aren't going to immediately die. You know what I mean? Like you fucking might, though. It, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's like. Broken to the point where it's unplayable, you know? It feels a lot like Ranger 5e, where it's, like, kind of not as... Like, the mechanics are not as cool as what you want it to be, you know?
0: Right. Well, and so I think there's an interesting kind of, like, reverse correlation. I'm not sure how how I need to phrase it. But, like, there's an interesting relationship between the Witch Warper and the Technomancer. Because they have a lot of things in common, right? Like, they both have the, the five stamina points plus con. They both have uh, five hit points starting out, I think. Yeah. Um, they both have four skill ranks plus their intelligence modifier. And they both have two poor saves and one good save. Those saves are just different, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's, like, an inverse relationship where, like, the Witch Warper is a flavor factory that's kind of underwhelming in its class abilities. And the Technomancer is a really respectable, like, mechanical class who, like, most of the complaints I've had with people is that they just, like, couldn't, like, didn't have a good way to, like, really manifest or get into building a good story or a good flavor around their Technomancer. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think like it's it's just weird to me because they 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 really are very very similar, you know, in terms of just sheer like level one base stats. Mm-hmm. Um, but they seem to have the opposite problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it makes me sad. I hope that the the magic book that's coming out does some things to boost Witch Warper. A little bit, yeah. I really, I really do. I hope. would,
0: I if they don't, it'll be a big misstep. I would, and I would say I'd, I'd almost guarantee they do. You they'll know? do something, you know. It's like, the magic book, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just how much can they change without like rewriting the whole class, you know? So, but I, I, I mean, think they'll look, add something. They'll add an alternate class feature for Witch Warper that, you know might right. fix well, some things, you know? Well,
0: and that's the other thing I was kind of interested in, in asking you and, and kind of the fans in general. Um So witch warpers being a new class, um they don't really have specs, right? Like there's not different versions of witch warpers. It's all just based on your spell list. Right. Mm-hmm. And what, and what, paradigm shifts you choose and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. is there a way that they could kind of make it more spec based like that and give you more defined flavors because i think in terms of like the flavor of the class is so broad that it can be overwhelming mm-hmm. you know where it's like i don't know how to narrow in what kind of witch warper i want to be because you could do in terms of flavor literally everything in all existence is ever right, right? So would would do you think it would benefit from being like kind of portioned off more into like three or four different specs that that you know get inherent spells naturally and maybe those spells are free.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe. um, You know, it's. Hmm. it, It. It possibly could, but it's, that's definitely not the structure of this class. It's structured much more like the technomancer than it is the mystic. Sure, sure. You know, where like technomancer has the same thing. There's not really specs of technomancer. It's what what your spell kit is. You know, and right. your hacks. You know, um, I try to think what like subclasses of Witch Warper would be. You know, like that's a tough. That's a t- that's a tough. So I mean, one would be a down.
0: summoner, right? Easily,
1: you don't think that that hmm.
0: that what steps on the Mystic Summoner toes?
1: Well, I don't. There, I don't know if there is a Mystic Summoner. There so
0: sure is.
1: Yeah, there is. There definitely is. That's Remember a connection.
0: I, I talked to you about it because I was like, I kind of wish I had done this instead of text a little bit.
1: Yeah, but okay.
0: But it. But you would have hated it.
1: Yeah, probably so. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, well then yeah, then it's already done. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So I mean, aside from like a, a summoner spec or whatever, I, I do think there could be something there though, in terms of like you could maybe negate a little bit of the like, okay, well it sucks that I'm having to spend spell slots on these um infinite worlds abilities by portioning it off into like three or four different specs and give each of those specs a class like a class based spell at x level and x level or whatever Mm -hmm. that are free that don't count against your daily casts Mm -hmm. right so then you get those for free you're not wasting up your spell slots and you may actually want to use one on an infinite worlds ability i think that's also contingent on them in the new magic book pumping out some better fucking infinite worlds abilities
1: yeah i don't know yeah we'll see we we that's that's my
0: suggestion take it from the peanut gallery Give us <laughs> specs, give them free spells. Boom, you solve part of your problem.
3: <laughs>
0: and, that, and Clueless is absolutely right. There's a mystic build for literally everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, uh, I mean, listeners out there, I mean, if you have anything else before we finish wrapping up with the uh, the Witch Warper, let us know right now. Um, I mean, there's, you know, obviously we could go into detail with like specific... Going through every little thing or whatever.
3: Right.
0: They, I, I will say, I, I want to go over a couple of their really high-level spells, right?
3: Their high-level
1: spells or yes. paradigm shifts? spells
0: or paradigm shifts.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So th- one that's really cool um, is planetor- planetary teleport. Literally, like, one of their highest-level spells is you can just teleport to another planet.
3: hmm
0: Just wherever, you know? Uh, and they also have, uh, summon drift beacons. So, like, if you guys were sh- stranded out in a star system and, you know, it's gonna take you a month to drive back to the nearest drift beacon, you know, or whatever, you could literally just summon some drift beacons to where you are and cut down your travel time immensely, you know? And those are, none of those are big, like, damage based spells or anything, but those are the kinds of, like, epic level stuff that like if you're going to be a support character you want your support to be that impactful right
1: you know yeah i mean they They get they get disintegrate and they get they get the um, star storm which is pretty nasty six level spell you know they do get some stuff up at higher but like again that's at a level of play that's rare you know
0: well and that's that's Fine. I just, I just. If you do get there, I just wanted to look at a few of the the possibilities that you have. Like, so one of the spe- spells I would like to get, but I won't get it until higher level, is like it's called flight, but it's not until like the second or third version of it that it actually functions as flight, like as mm-hmm. you giving someone flight.
3: Mm-hmm. Once
0: I get like level eight, I'm getting flight.
3: You right.
0: Know? Um. But they have like um. Wall of steel is an interesting choice. Um you can literally summon a, a steel wall that has forty-five hit points per inch of thickness and hardness fifteen. You that's that's that is very witch warpery in terms of like you're just stealing a building
1: from somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean you can usher in the apocalypse even.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, usher apocalypse deal fire damage, create difficult terrain, and potentially anchor foes to the ground in the area.
1: Yeah. The
0: yeah. description of it sounds a lot less like the apocalypse than
1: Well, you know. I, th- <laughs> I think you basically set the world on fire. Right. As how, as it's as the
0: apocalypse I- for like that person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really impressed by Interplanetary Teleport. I that like teleportation magics are really interesting to begin with, but like the distance between planets is so massive that like that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um do you, do you know any of the uh, high level um, paradigm shifts?
1: Yeah, I mean they 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 go up to level fourteen, right? Right. Um, and then they have the one the unveil reality, which is kind of like the pull, pulling the curtain back, I guess. Um, and so for a standard action, you can pull back the veils of all the worlds, mm-hmm. you know, and like basically make somebody go crazy. Kind of insane with seeing all everything, uh, so they would get stunned for three rounds. Um, which, stunned I mean, is so good, though. Yeah, and it's three rounds. It's just like that's that's the t- that's as good as it gets for paradigms. Yeah, that one well, that's you know? that's
0: such a great example of like that's a good skill. It should not be the highest level thing you can do, right? right. You know, I do feel like like if they did classes. There are there's a a smattering of like Eldritch stuff involved. It in, like throughout the mm-hmm. the Witch Warper. It's not like a an overarching theme, but I have noticed a, a decent amount of like Eldritch based stuff. Like that could easily be one of the the specs. Like you get yeah. a bunch of Eldritch horror kind of kind of spells and get those for free.
1: Yeah, know? yeah. Well, Anyways, I think we're at the hour, man.
0: Yeah, man. Um, so. As I said, uh, or didn't say, I don't remember. Now I'm two beers in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're talk- the, the whole episode uh, is Witch Warper focused. So uh, we're going to take our little break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Witch Warper iconic, mm-hmm. um, which is a really interesting story.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, everybody uh, take your break or refresh your beverage. Come back. We'll talk a little bit more Witch Warper, whether you like it or not.
2: Uh, we'll be back in 15 minutes
0: Welcome back to the second half of Tom Talks Alive! I don't think I did that in the first half, you so didn't. I was contractually obligated. You have to. To do it this time. Alive! Two for one, there you go. Um, so, we've been talking about Witch Warpers. I feel like we failed at our mission to be fair and balanced, and we're still just kind of critical of them, but that's it is what it is, right?
3: Mm-hmm. They,
0: they have some problems, but I've got ideas to fix them, Paizo. Holler at me. <laughs> um. So uh, the, this whole night is uh, witch warper focused. So we're going to talk about Zamir, the witch warper iconic. Yeah. All right. Who Zamir is a, a human, a male human. Um, he's chaotic neutral, um, and he's a follower of the deity Aloratu, who is the the deity of of secrets and other mysteries and stuff <laughs> like that. I don't have it pulled up, but I know that's the vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so his name is Zamir Solodan or Soladan. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it. Solodan. Soladan. Soladan. Um, and his story is really interesting. When I read it for the first time a couple weeks ago, I was, like, really delighted. There, there's, like, an interesting childishness and wholesomeness to it at the, in the beginning before it kind of goes dark, you know? Right.
1: Well, you look at the artwork for Zamir, you know, I was expecting to read this like really edge lordy type of background, right? And and you you read how he figured out that he was a witch warper and you just can't help but laugh a little. Well,
0: bit. how other people figured it out, really. Yeah, yeah he know? didn't
1: even really realize what it was, but this this doctor came and figured it out. Um, well, so,
0: so it ties into a little bit like we were talking about that. It seems like uh charisma casters have a tendency for their chaotic magics or whatever to manifest in childhood. And that was absolutely the case for Zamir. Yeah. Right? So uh I mean, do you wanna you wanna do it? Sure, do you, sure. You yeah. Go ahead.
1: I mean, so here's the thing, like Zamir worked for like a blue or was the son of some folks that worked in this blue collar planet. You know, I won't get too much into they, that. they were minors, yeah. They were minors, yeah. Um and like one of Zamir's early childhood like moments of joy was getting like pastries and and, and like custards and, and he like really developed kind of a sweet tooth because those were those were like bright moments and otherwise kind of just working all the time lifestyle.
3: And and, a very tough life, yeah.
1: Yeah. And when he turned five, he started like Getting very sick, overweight, um, like you know, pallid, yeah, like growing weak gross, and yeah. like he was, you know, he, he was eating healthy foods. His parents were giving him healthy foods, he was eating regularly, uh, he was very physical as a kid, but like everything just indicated that he was extremely malnourished. Well, come to find out that he as a witch warper, un- unknowingly was changing everything he ate. Into a sweet custard, because that was his favorite food, and so every time he ate something, he was actually converting it to a non nutritious yeah in yeah. his mouth into just like a non nutritious sugar custard because he yeah. like, so he enjoyed the that that taste and he didn't know he was doing it, you know he just yeah. did it.
0: So you can imagine the plight of his parents who are like feeding him these like hearty soups and feeding him vegetables and stuff. Right. And they, from their perspective, they see like, I just fed you some asparagus or some broccoli or whatever. And then he's getting really overweight and really like pallid and sickly and all this. And they just don't understand it. And uh, it got to such a point. That they, uh, every doctor they found, were, they were like, I don't know, this, this may be some kind of, uh, you know, genetic thing, or we, we don't know. So they got so desperate that they started putting out, um, basically, ba- the Craigslist <laughs> please on every inf- infosphere they could find, right? right? And once they did that, um, very quickly, it actually says, like, in a matter of days, um, they received a message from,
1: who was the doctor? Uh, Caron. Dr. finaro Corone.
0: I, I think it's Feonaro, but it's whatever. It's very hard to pronounce first and last name, but yeah, Feonaro or Fenaro Corone or Caroni, uh, who he came and observed him, right, for, for a few days, particularly at mealtime, and he had um, these bracers that were called uh, reality uh, stabilizers. Mm-hmm. And he he observed and observed and eventually he uh let his parents like feed him something and he was like stop it open his mouth right and he swallowed his food or whatever but he got him to open his mouth and they had fed him you know like a stew a broth or something like that and there was custard like all over his teeth and <laughs> on the inside of his mouth and that's when he figured out He's he's a witch warper, and he's using his ability to, to manipulate other worlds and other existences to basically satiate his childish desires of having all these uh, like citrus chocolate pastries and milk mm-hmm. custards and, and meringues and stuff. As soon as the food would get in his mouth and behind his teeth, he's just transforming them into sugary bullshit.
3: Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: Um, so they figure it out and then, and then uh, tell us about the doctor. What, where did the doctor go from there?
1: Oh, well the doctor and let's just go ahead and call him professor X. Cause that's what he Cause,
0: is. Yeah. So. Cause look, this character, I mean, me and Adam both hit each other up and was like, this is an X-Men character. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what this is. Well, this is because X-Men he, character.
1: Cause this doctor who like has his reality stabilizers is because this is his life. Work is dealing with witch warpers as he is one himself. And, um, and so he has a school that he uses stabilizers to like help people learn to control their abilities um they 're called reality stabilizers it's really interesting anyways he takes some or he offers this invitation to the parents and to zamir to come to the Institute for extraordinary minds i mean that is like Superhero it, it bullshit, even says, like, like ex, all the way, like yeah.
0: extraordinary minds. You know.
2: Yeah. Hey, I need to interject real quick and just say that uh, Phrasma Saves or Steve from Hideous Laughter podcast said, uh, "Too bad he had to spend his spell slots every day to do it." <laughs> well, but as a child,
0: he only had the one spell slot, and he didn't need it for shit else. You know, yeah. in I his mind, he was like, every day. "In his mind, he was like, this is a much more valuable uh, expenditure of my spell slot than getting a uh, one turn." of uh difficult terrain.
1: Right. You know? Right. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, Dr. Caron uh, takes him to this Institute and gave him a full tuition. And, um, you know, they were like, yeah, like this is too good of an offer. I mean, like he left them to go, you know, go live at this Institute, but it was just too good of a, a deal to pass up. So, you know, he went there for what? 12 years, a dozen years, and... And he was he was uh, Dr.
0: Carone or Carone's, like, protege. Mm-hmm. It specifically says he was his protege. He was his... Mo- he, because the doctor even, he noticed uh, in his career of, you know, seeking out Witch Warpers, which the vibe that I get, it doesn't say this explicitly, but the vibe that I get is that, like, Witch Warpers weren't super prominent. Mm-hmm. right like they're pretty rare or maybe even like we're a new occurrence kind of like mutants in the x-men right yeah. like they weren't around for thousands of years because i mean he was able to convince his uh zamir's parents without really explaining to them that he was a witch warper
1: right yeah he never never told him he was a witch warper that's for sure um <clears throat> so th- so he's there for a while and as you said like uh he's the protege and like, he's getting like much more um, kind of freedom to, to do his studies. Um, But he was also getting more cocky as he got older. Conky. Conky. Swamp money. Uh, So like, you know, it's a a perfect use of swamp money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and so, yeah, he goes and, and decides that he wants to do this project like i don't even understand well, what this no, project so, is no,
0: no, so his project that that the thing you're referring to was like his thesis like mm-hmm. it was his last like basically his graduating x-men right. college project
1: yeah i was uh, getting to that right like okay yeah but like what his thesis is is all right what i want to do is create a minute long rift in reality adjacent to his own. I don't even know how to like really process what that actually means, but basically he wanted to.
0: Well, he wanted to make a portal to another existence, right? Yeah,
1: what does a minute long mean? It that's means that's tr-
0: how long the the project in my mind. What I what I took from that is that he would be graded on his ability
1: to sustain, sustain it, it for a minute, not
0: his ability to go through.
1: Right. 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 So so then the the deal was he was showing that he could sustain these rips for right. like a long period but, of time. I thought was it was su- like a time travel thing. It's like I'm gonna make a rift that goes back no, one no. minute.
0: No, <laughs> no no no, it wasn't a time thing. It's he wanted to hold a rift open for one minute into an adjacent reality. Two hours. No,
1: yeah, I got it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: but he was supposed to have like stringent, like really hardcore um oversight and and people with those like reality stabilizers from the school all around and what happened instead
1: well you know his his hubris cost him his friends because he did get it open and they went through but he was not able to sustain it as long as he thought he he was overwhelmed and he had, like, a Twin Peaks-type experience where part of his hair just went shock white, like, yellow streaks He He was straight
0: up did the rogue. Yeah,
1: yeah, did the rogue. X-Men. Uh And the portal closed with his friends through it.
0: So, but the more important, uh, or not more important, but I think an important distinction is that that wasn't his actual test. It was the night before... He convinced his friends to let him do a test run of it
1: without the pr- safety pr- yeah.
0: without yeah. any of the safety precautions. Yeah. And and in order to prepare for his actual thesis or examination or whatever. And forevermore he was racked with guilt uh because he did it and they his best friends agreed to do it and they got sucked into or somehow went through the portal. They stepped through it. Oh, they, they just straight stepped through. Stepped well, that's through not part of the thesis. You shouldn't have stepped through it. You know? Yeah. Well, they,
1: <laughs> but they but, trusted But him. they
0: were gone forever.
1: Like Yeah. Like, right. as soon as they stepped through, the rift closed, and he was unable to open that spot again. You know, like, no matter how hard he tried. So, he left. He He bailed. He, like. Didn't tell anybody for a while. And eventually he did, but for a while he didn't tell anybody. He just left the Institute, like jumped yeah. on a jumped on a starship, like a... Uh,
0: a freighter. Yeah. Like and, a midnight freighter.
1: Yeah. And just left. Eventually he did tell them, but it was like in a message. It was like the last message he sent before he scrubbed his entire social media presence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not so much social media, like the actual school's registry.
1: Yeah. Like, right. Was the yeah. thing
0: like, and it, it even says that he seriously debated going to Dr. Corone and just coming clean and telling him what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said he found, he realized that there was like a midnight freighter and he just out of cowardice or, or fear or shame or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just hopped that freighter, ran away. And then it says probably what months, maybe even a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent a message to to uh, Doctor Corone or Carone, Um, Told him what he did and immediately deleted all of his school accounts.
1: Like everything, he said. yeah.
0: Like, um, and he's been. Uh, and what's really sad is after that, because his skill set is very limited. He was. It didn't explicitly say it, but it seemed like he was kind of homeless, like, and was like using his witch warper magics to like you know, rustle up change and, and, and be kind of a street performer.
1: Yeah. He's definitely a transient, you know, like staying, staying kind of out of the spotlight so that the Institute doesn't find him. Um, and then just like trying to make it on his own without a name, so to speak. And yeah, so doing, doing street magic. Um, but like at the end of the day, like it says that he remains mysterious and joyful, um, because Although like,
0: sometimes morose. Yeah, well, because
1: you, you know he did like lose three people. He um, didn't
0: nope his friends out of existence. Yeah, he did
1: just straight. And that's zip well, and that's important.
0: Out. It's it's like not just nobodies at the school. It was his best friends,
1: you know. But what in the end of the day, like he he now is like humbled by his abilities and in his kind of. Final thing was being vow- vowing to never lose somebody again to the the infinite realities that exist, you know. So that he's he's ends up being a uh chaotic neutral character um, on his on his yeah. character sheet, you know.
0: Well, I think it's an important distinction that he didn't say, "I won't ever open any more portals up without proper oversight." It's just that I won't lose anybody to them,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, just kind of doing it now, you know?
0: Yeah, but it did say that the school and Dr. Corone have been pursuing him mm-hmm. ever since and still are, as far as we know, currently. And it's like, the, it, it says that he he stays like one step ahead. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not that they're on the wrong path. Like, the, right. in the lore of Starfinder currently, that chase is occurring is what it seems like to right. me, that that right. still is happening, you know? Yeah. Which is fascinating that, like, that, Interesting, like X Men ish thread is is weaving in and out of everything that's happening currently.
1: And as I was reading that, you know, this doesn't say it anywhere in in his story, but like I like to think just that there's this weird kind of poetic irony that, you know, he's made such made it so difficult for him to be contacted by the institute. But they're like just chasing him down to tell him is like, dude, it's cool. Like we went right behind you and opened that rift and like your friends are fine. You know, like yeah. that he or, just or, like bailed out and like because he was so hardcore about like cutting off communication. His that friends are the ones chasing him. Fu- yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> God, we're totally fine, Samir. It's fine. See totally. that's see that's the
0: optimistic take. The the pessimistic take is that like the I mean, and it's still probably, like, okay-ish for him. My thought was that, like, they're chasing him. And, and yeah, they're not trying to, like, you know, imprison him or kill him or anything like that. But Dr. Caron wants to, like, finally, you know, get up to him and be like, hey, dude, like... You know, they're gone, but you're all good in the eyes of the school. You realize how many people we accidentally lost? We lose people <laughs> you know? all the time. <laughs> like, you're good. Like, come back to the school, get more powerful. How do you be- think we know that we needed to be safe become, become the next doctor, Dr. X, you know, in the future? Like, is your destiny.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, we are a horribly irresponsible school,
3: you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are chaotic by nature.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure.
1: Um, I do have his level eight character sheet pulled up this time. I oh, made sure to have it fun. this time. Yeah. Um, just to kind of see how, how Paizo so, built yeah. him. You so know? I was going to
0: say, like, give us, give us some of the, the kind of skills or spells or whatever that he has. But then I do also want to talk a little bit about just like, you know, the nature of that story in, in general and like how it relates to like what a witch whooper is and, and mm-hmm. where it's, where that class place is places in terms of the fiction of the universe.
1: Right. Um, well, So he, as far as the like paradigms shifts that he took, he took a diversion. He took flash teleport, uh, compound site, um, which compound site gives you a bonus to perception checks, which is like, okay. But it's just there. It's just like a static effect. Um, and then that flash teleport is really cool. It's basically that a dimension awesome. door, misty step type of thing is move action. You can just boom, teleport 30 feet. Doesn't provoke attacks of opportunity for so, a resolve, right? For one resolve that is an eighth level deal, though. So it's like, you got to be eighth level to do that, which seems a little high, but it is what it is. Um, you know, as far as spells that he took, I mean, he's got explosive blast, right? So there's your fireball. He's got a little bit of that. He's got haste. He's got probability prediction. You know, I'm not going to go through his whole spell kit, but he's got a nice kit of um, mix between status effects, buffs, and damage. Um,
0: well, it makes sense that he would need to have a few damage spells that maybe other witch warpers would shirk because, like, he's so you know, on the run, so insecure, like, mm-hmm. I may have to, like, bust my way out of some stuff, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he has uh, a sword <laughs> as his melee weapon, and a, just a regular old laser pistol as his ranged weapon, kind of weak. On is him. that what that oh.
0: is? I, I, well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm referencing the art. The artwork is really interesting, because he has this, like, green lantern-looking gun in his hand in the artwork.
1: Um, I think that's just a spell. It looks he's like doing. a gun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and he has infinite worlds, which you'll never use. Um,
0: I mean, at his level, he might.
1: Yeah. His level. he, he possibly
0: He's level could. eight. He might have something he would actually
1: use. Um, you know, and he took like shift resistance, which is.
0: I, I, that, that, I, that's one of those technical things that I appreciate the technicality of like, there are times you could really get some use out of like changing the the resistances Mm -hmm. or the damage types of weapons and stuff like that. But it's so not fun. It's so not flavorful, you know? And, and it's, it's again, an example of like something that you could um, flavor describe in such a cool way. You know, like, oh, these bullets turn into to fireballs or or, or lava pellets or whatever. Um, but, like, in terms of, like, actually doing a combat, it's like, God, that's unexciting, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's really just kind of a taste of all the different things that they can do. There's nothing. It's not really specialized in any way as far as his stat block. But I, I like the spell list that he's got. I really do. it's something i would take you know clueless
0: made the point he said with iconics they really like to explore the room instead of power Mm -hmm. builds and that's Mm -hmm. true and i think that's good that's a good thing to do with iconics Mm -hmm. you know um
1: yeah i mean it, it looks like a pretty standard build uh just thought it'd be nice to kind of see how how he kits out in paiza's world you know
0: yeah well, uh, in terms of Paizo's world, uh, the Starfinder universe, the Galarian system, uh, which he's actually not from the Galarian system, he's mm-hmm. from, from a near space planet.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I was going to say, you know, what do we think in terms of what a Witch Warper can be, uh, both mechanically in terms of flavor, like, how do we, you know, where would you put uh, Zemir? Um, i I guess I I hesitate to say, like, where would you rank him in terms of being a witch warper, you know, in the Starfinder universe? Is he a good witch warper or well, I kind of he, a middle of the road witch warper? Well
1: That's a interesting question. I'm not I think that he is definitely a witch warper. Like he exudes he exudes the flavor of the class and he's built to the flavor of the class, you know. His background story is very witch warpery. I like I really like his origin story and it just, it feels, it feels witch warpy. Um, it's weird. Cause it's like, he's, we haven't really encountered any witch warpers as NPCs yet, you know, in S in yeah. STF, you know, other than the, the one I made, um, which I, I felt like drow make a good witch warper, you know, or so no, the reptoid was the witch warper. Um,
0: Reptoid is interesting as yeah. a witch warper, because they're so like disguised and shapeshift mm. based mm-hmm. that they could like put on airs of being you know charismatic and when they want to mm-hmm. drow I, ju- I just like don't think of drow as charismatic because I think of drow as assholes
3: mm-hmm. you know?
1: yeah um yeah, i think he i think he <clears throat> he's as good of a witch warper as he can be. <laughs> yeah, he'd be he'd be a better witch warper if he'd have stayed
0: at the school. He'd be a um, better
1: witch warper if he was a mystic. Aw.
0: <laughs> oh, that made me sad, <clears throat> man. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, to dig that I, one out. I yeah, I just had to had to have it. Um, I like. uh uh, zamir a lot i think he's a really fascinating and interesting character and i think there's a lot that you could do like if you wanted to craft a one-shot around zamir Mm -hmm. you know being on the run it would be very easy to do it'd be a really uh cool catalyst
1: well i will say like reading his backstory made me excited for witch worker and made me want to play zamir you know, like I, yeah. I, I, lo- I do really love Zamir as a character and like I would play the shit out of him, you know, like it's it's a fun backstory and, and, it, and I, I told Heath before we even started, like I read that backstory, I was like, oh man, I want to make a witch warper now and then I went and started building it and I was like. No, never, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never never mind. mind. Yep, never mind. I
0: mean, I don't I, like. I know we've we've uh, dogged on witch whippers a lot or whatever. I do. I I to your point that you made earlier. Like, I don't think they're broken. I think they're yeah. a little underwhelming, but I don't think they're they are. There's no value in playing one. Yeah, right? I think you can <clears throat>
1: definitely play one and have a good time with it. I do. I do you think. Know,
0: and that. it's and it's like you got to do. <clears throat> you got to get what out of them you can. And you really got to to savor the flavor,
1: you know,
3: mm.
0: of of what you're doing with them. And like, you know, for me uh, personally with text, like what I had to do to make myself like being a witch whooper is like start doing summons and, and stuff like that. You know, stuff that felt more like I'm changing things from one reality to another. I think this you know? is
1: the point where Griffin might say you have to play against the class to make it feel like the class.
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say summoning things is against the class.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I don't know.
0: I'd say that's one of the most on-brand things for the class. Um, but I I mean, I think I think Zemir's very cool. I think he's in terms of iconics, he's one of the most fun ones that I've read. And it's it's really interesting cuz they they kind of throw you for a loop cuz they start with such a, a creative and interesting way to start that story with him discovering his powers by being like a sensate little glutton baby mm-hmm.
1: you know <laughs> yeah
0: um and and then you know switch it into this the very kind of epic you know x-men on the run kind of story uh i think it's fun i think he definitely holds his own um in terms of like what you could do with him and build stories around him in terms of the of the other iconics that i've read you know yep so you guys, let us know what you think about Zamir. If you haven't read him, go go, uh, you know, Google him, read his story. Let us know what you think. Um, it's it's a fun read, and it's not you know super long as none of the iconics are. Um, but I think it's time for. Do we have any listener questions?
1: We doing trivia or listener questions first?
2: Let's do uh, trivia first because uh, you're gonna do trivia. All right, yeah. Waiting on some listener
0: questions to come in.
1: We definitely have some in we, our Discord.
0: Yeah, we at least have a, a couple pinned.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep.
2: Well, I will need to, or one of you guys needs to dig one of those, or dig that up and uh, got it. DM it to me. Well, I'll, Because uh, I'm in the middle of doing trivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First question for tonight. Actually, you know what? First, let's let uh, let's back it up and check to see who yeah, what's is the where right now. Because this is round three. This means right. that we're Th- giving away something this yeah. time. Yeah. There will
0: be a giveaway. Yep.
2: The end of this section or this set of three. So currently in the lead is Bipolar Pop-Tart with four points. You got Newt with two points. Old Scratch Johnson with two. Uh, Egg with one. And I still wish I could pronounce this name, but Cassicanet Kingy has one as well. Hmm. So I have, I
0: have no idea.
2: No clue. Um, but anyways, the first question is, uh, in Hacky Sack Heroes, what is the name of the cruise ship?
0: Hmm. Nope. What is so <clears throat> I did want to say, I, I should have said it before you popped him off. All the questions tonight are from different shows that are not Southern Tomfoolery's main show. Not the APA arc. Because Witch Warpers... Pull things from all other realities, right? So it's all the, all the other worlds of uh, the Southern Tomfoolery Network other than our main show. But yeah, so that, that easy question, will you repeat it for us, Josh?
2: Yeah, it's got it up on screen, but it is uh, in Hacky Sack Heroes, what is the name of the cruise ship?
1: Yeah, we got nobody like the, coming in. The on player's
2: this one. Uh, ship. I
1: thought this was easy peasy.
0: Maybe we only got people who haven't listened to Hacky Sack Heroes. <laughs> uh
1: I mean I, I know quite a few I know quite a few people are. And for what it's worth, the first couple episodes of Hacky Sack Heroes are free to everybody. Um BPT's got the pearl, uh, the Weldy Mobile. I think we stumped him with the easy question. Well, he, no I way. didn't,
0: I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, said, I got kids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they would have remembered the title.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, that's going to be a goose egg for the audience this time. Yeah. What was it, Josh? The answer was the Stella Polaris. Stella Polaris, the
3: North
0: Star.
1: See, see. It's all right, Emily. We know the name of the ship. Y'all are disappointing, Emily, right now. You should yep. all feel bad. <laughs> just kidding. <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> all right. So, uh,
2: question number two: uh, the
0: medium tier.
2: Yeah, the medium <laughs> tier. Who was the very first guest on our interview show? STFU.
1: All right. Let's see if they get this one.
0: Is that for Southern Tomfoolery Unhinged?
1: <laughs> unleashed. Unlimited Unleashed, unleashed? Unsaid Un- Undone Unwarranted Unwarranted is probably uh, the B- 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 <laughs>
0: Referring to the first uh, question bibby T said he thought that was the name of the base uh, No Devlin's Pearl You said the pearl That's the, the name the, of the base is the, yeah. is the base planet or moon or whatever that we're on
1: Uh, Alright Looks like we got an answer here is that the right one, Josh?
2: Uh, yeah, actually it is. Old Scratch Johnson coming in with an Eleanor Farron.
0: That's right. Our very first uh, interview on STFU was from Eleanor Farron, who uh, has was an absolute joy. I, I've listened to that interview like twice mm-hmm. since the first time that I listened to it. So three times total, uh, because she was a lot of fun and has, has been an awesome writer for Paizo as well.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, she's got a book coming up in Devastation Arc that I'm like really looking forward to. So,
0: do do we give Bippy credit? No, he, came no, in he, after, he just after admitted that okay. he had
1: to look it up. No, uh, googling okay, doesn't well, count.
0: I tried. I tried to help you, and then you shot yourself in the foot.
1: Yeah, you did that to yourself, <laughs> and that's what really hurts.
0: You do it
3: to yourself, <laughs> you see. All
1: right, uh, all right. question
3: really number really
2: three. All right. I had to finish it. Uh, The hard question. The hard
0: (laughs) tier. Rock (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) It's hard.
2: In hideous tomfoolery, what planet is Sigurd from?
1: This one's Now, this
0: one's really hard. I don't expect anybody to get this one.
1: I mean, Steve might get Watch.
0: Watch (laughs) everybody get this one. Steve, you can't
1: answer. (laughs) I mean, you can. You might not even know. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Yeah, you might not even know.
3: <laughs> he boo!
1: said boo. <laughs> he said boo. I mean, look, if you if you get an answer in
0: originally or the planet he was a guard on, I will answer that when we're talking about the planet he was a guard on.
1: Yeah. Um, We've got Avalon, Abraxis. Steve says, "Damn, why not wear Natasi from though?" I don't um, know. It's, I don't know. Fuck Natasi Wow. It's not
0: it's not where I was gonna go with that response.
1: <laughs> He's the Natasi's the healer, so I've I have i have got beef. I've got beef with the healer. Uh, all right. Put it up there. Yeah, yeah I guess, you're right, uh, Steve.
2: Call it a second goose egg for the night. Uh, it's Dagon 6.
1: Dagon Six. Yeah, that was
3: tough.
0: That's that's a near space planet. Um, I didn't expect, uh, uh, anyone to come through with that one. He said, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. Oh, now I wish I had prepared a bonus question. I feel bad.
1: Let's, uh, let's pop one off real quick. Um, Okay.
0: Um, Let's see. um, What
1: show haven't we covered yet?
0: Tom talks.
1: Tom talks. (laughs) (laughs) What are the, what are the five characters from live and let fly? Go.
0: No, that's... Uh, no? That's... They're not time travelers. It's not public knowledge yet,
1: Adam. Oh, uh, all right, all right.
0: What? Uh, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, man, I want to have one. I want to have one so bad.
2: I mean, I'm about to call it.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything. I'm sorry.
2: All right, well, uh... I'm not hadn't really got much anything from, uh, in the way of listener questions. I've been keeping an eye on the chat, been asking for it. And
1: as I said, really... I've got, I've got some from, uh, discord. Okay. Um, yeah. If you want to read those out, yeah, I'll just pop them off, I guess here. Uh, okay. So here's a question. Would you want to play a witch warper that comes from uh, Giuseppe? <laughs>
3: already doing it.
1: Uh, after everything I just said, I still would definitely want to play one. I'm still interested in playing one. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I just thought that was a funny question. Um, the second question from Giuseppo is what class's ability would synergize well with Witch Warper? And I, what it means is like other. how can you synergize with other players as a Witch Warper?
0: How can you synergize with other players? Mm-hmm ooh, um so <clears throat> all right, here's one um, so for those of you who have listened to hideous uh tomfoolery, there was a point at which Zack's character cast a fucking fireball or an overheat or whatever, <clears throat> and he uh hit my character, and if I had had the skill already, I could have re-rolled the reflex save.
1: Yeah, that would have been nice. So, so re-rolling so, against PvP. So,
0: so I would say <laughs> no, I think the more interesting thing is like if it wasn't me that was in the, the parameter, like if he cast an overheat and it was going to hit Sigurd, right? I could use my uh thwart ability on Sigurd so that he could re-roll it and maybe not take the damage. Got it. Got so it, he because could. he's a tank, he's going to be up in it
1: anyways. Right.
0: We could plan for that right
1: okay. i like it i like it i think that witch warpers and operatives would work well together i think that a biohacker would help make it easier for a witch warper to get their debuffs off you know um so which is an interesting you know use a debuffer to make it easier for the witch warper to debuff uh, you know, then you just double debuffing. That's that's too much debuffing. <laughs>
0: uh all right That's two two whole characters in your party focused on that one thing. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: I actually just found the list, Adam. If uh, you want me to go back to I, read them instead of you. Sure, go ahead. All right. Uh what would you change? You kinda of get you guys have already kind of covered this, but uh what would you okay. change about the Witch Warver to help them catch up to the <laughs> other classes?
1: So,
0: I would give them specs. And those specs would get free spells <clears throat> at certain level intervals.
1: I would either give them a focus pool that is specific, spent like kind of like the entropy pool that's specifically mm-hmm. used for the infinite worlds, or, or change resolve.
0: every yeah, or change everything that requires a spell slot that's not a spell to resolve.
2: right, yep, yeah uh, that one was from Pickle with a Z. Uh, hey, thanks, Jake Pickles. We
0: got another one
2: uh, from uh, Bipolar Pop Tart. Ah,
0: the sentient pickles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, our old friend BP asks How many witches would a witch warper warp if a witch warper could warp witches? Basically,
1: I, for, all. Before of them, you answer that, Bipolar, you missed a huge opportunity there that should read How many witches would a witch warper warp if a witch warper would warp witches?
2: Mm, yeah, missed opportunity.
0: I don't think it's that big a deal. It no, you is. gotta get that extra W <laughs> it in there. That makes a whole Oh, okay, okay. Now I appreciate it more. <laughs> I didn't realize this was an alliteration uh, clarification. I mean, you opened with one, so. I know, but I'm done with it. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> i already finished
2: alliterating. <laughs> All right, on to an actual question. Uh, what sort of niche do you think the Witch fills that a Technomancer or a Mystic doesn't fill? Or if it doesn't, what niche should it fill?
0: Well, it does fill a captain niche.
1: Yeah, a magical captain. Um I think that as far as where it fits into like the magic, like again, it it fills the niche of a Charisma caster which Starfinder didn't have, you know what I mean? Right. Um and w- which gives you the chaos magic that, you know, mystic is a little controlled by connections and technomancer certainly like you know, code based magic, right? So, like, it's, it's, it's very using your brain, you know? Uh, it's wh- intelligence based. It's intelligence based. I was trying to think of a way of not saying <laughs> it's using that. your damn brain. <laughs> it's using your whole <laughs> noggin. It's, it's noggin focused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which warper gives this chaos vibe to it, you know? And like, and it, and it does let you kind of play the, well, it's, it should let you play the kind of Dr. Strange-type sorcerer feel. Oh, I wish know. it was that. Yeah. Um, that's what it should fill. And but, what the technobates still- do- and Mystic doesn't really fill. You know, it has that space to fill. It Just whether or not it delivers on it, you know, it's up to you as an RPer, I think. Right. You know?
0: But to your point, what it does fill is that it is... A charisma-based caster, mm-hmm. and doubly important in Starfinder is a captain.
1: Right. A magic
0: yep. captain, you know?
1: Yep. yep, yep, yep,
2: All right, well, another question uh, from Porter Paladin. Mm-hmm. Question reads, which figures in popular media, like movies or books, are most like Witch Warpers?
0: Um... Oh there's there's some good ones. Uh the Dark Tower immediately comes to mind um which which is interesting because like s- so much of that isn't like a direct like it's a little more vague, right? In in a lot of the Dark Tower. But there there is an element of like world hopping like crazy. That mm-hmm. that That is immediately what I thought Witch Warper was, but I guess now I'm invalidating myself because that's not actually what Witch Warpers do. (laughs) They don't travel between planes, unfortunately. They
1: do at high levels. They do. Yeah, level 19, sure. Yep. Roland Deshane, Witch
0: Warper. Roland. Uh, He's got a couple
1: Witch Warper levels. Right. He's, I mean,
0: he's a gunslinger.
1: For sure. Well, in Starfinder, what would he be? A soldier? Yeah,
2: I guess. I mean, shooty
1: boy.
0: He's not an operative. He doesn't. I mean, well, I don't know. He has more skills than you give him credit for.
1: Yeah. He might be a mechanic when it comes down to it. I don't
0: think he's a mechanic. I think he's an operative more than a mechanic. Mm. Mm. Trick attack. Trick attack, bro.
1: True, 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 true. The true.
0: coolest thing about Roland in his combat true, scenes true, true. is how he can roll out all his cartridges and flip them back in and stuff all of a sudden so, and get so extra damage. So, operative
1: witch warper would be Roland. Well, I, I think uh, Wanda from WandaVision is a witch warper, for yeah. sure. Oh, and
0: then, of course, Doctor Strange.
1: Doctor Strange, yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> Which, but he's called the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, but- yeah, there's But there's no sorcerer in this game, so right. witch warper's the closest we get.
1: Right. Um-
0: Uh, so this has nothing to do with that, right? But I was like somebody, I can't even remember who, and I'm sorry, give me shit whenever you listen to it. Somebody posted earlier a joke about the Beastie Boys and I posted a meme or a gif back about the Beastie Boys. And then because I had thought of the Beastie Boys when I took a shower before the show, I was like, Alexa, play a bunch of Beastie Boys. And they did. And I thought about have you ever watched all of the Beastie Boys like most popular videos? They're so all over the place, like mm-hmm. with disguises and different worlds and cities and places and stuff. Like I just immediately imagined the Beastie Boys as a trio of best friend witch warpers. Like they're all witch warpers. <laughs> it's just a full party of witch they, warpers. They
1: must be warping in funkiness from another u- universe universe. Yeah, because for, man. For us, like well, white as they are, like, they are do that so like, Brooklyn funky. like
0: Chant hip hop or whatever, but then out of nowhere you'll get that yeah, bow, yeah. wow, you well, know? I mean, like-
2: they have an entire song based on it, intergalactic planetary, right?
0: Mm-hmm. The whole
2: bits to I mean, know, another dimension.
0: Great. But shake your rump is a, is like just the structure and sounds of the music feels so it's it's very like snare percussive kind of hip hop, and then out of nowhere there's like really like heady, like, extra-dimensional kind of sound, like, drops, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Shake Your Rump is such a good track by the Beastie Boys.
3: <laughs> so
1: the Beastie <laughs> Boys are your answer for popular media that are most well, likely. Well, I twerpers. said Roland
0: <laughs> to start with.
1: No, but, okay. I think that's a better <laughs> but answer But I Roland. am
0: absolutely yeah. going with, like, because, you know, so many of us played in bands, me and you in particular played in bands, like, I can't help but, like, connect music uh artists sometimes mm-hmm. to that stuff and just I, I just thought about it right before the show. It's like if the Beastie Boys were Starfinder characters, it's just three bros that are all witch warpers who are right. having the best time in the world being witch warpers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Chaotic good witch warpers.
2: I like it. Gotcha. Well that uh that wraps the listener know, questions aside No it doesn't. No it what? doesn't. What am I what am I missing then? I mean
0: there's stuff in the Twitch chat that you haven't gotten to.
2: Good Lord. You guys trying to tell me how to produce this show. Well, we're not. We're well, just we'll telling not you produce to do it. it. We're okay. just like, okay. just,
0: just pay attention. We're just telling yeah. you to do I it. I am. I am paying attention. t has <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, got a couple. He uh, said, if Witch whoopers could infuse themselves with aspects from the worlds they peek into, what kind of infusion would you want to do to? I'm assuming that means like what maybe pop culture world would you want to pull shit out of
3: mm-hmm.
0: which goes back to my point of like you could do a lot of fun fourth wall breaking I mean, or referential material you've
1: done like, texas easy top type stuff you know yeah,
0: texas has been has been fun um it, i think it would be really uh, interesting like the anime thing comes back to me because it can get so silly like being able to like you know uh, like the Dragon Ball Z world or Naruto world or whatever, like pulling sh- like silly referential stuff out of that. Um, But also like um, there are great like alien or zombie movies and stuff that you could flavor stuff as like you, you pull in <clears throat> a little patch of like a, 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 like overwhelming like zombie Zerg situation. And mm-hmm. that's what your, your damage radius or your um like entangle radius is.
1: Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, there's so many things that you could do. You know, I would, I would Pick like one. to be like that's, a, like that's a, the question. <laughs> like pull like oceanic stuff. You know what I mean? Pull all the like horrors of the deep, and like, you know, bring the ocean into a place where there there is none. You know, I I think that could be fun.
0: Oh, uh, what's that uh Michael Crichton?
1: sphere
0: the sphere yeah. sphere not the sphere sphere yeah, just sphere.
1: sphere is that what sphere Sphere. sphere. So well well but I read all that those recently. are like, like reread that recently
0: i see i've never read it i probably should um but i i remember actually it's very traumatic um <laughs> when i was a teenager uh and i was in my partying days i will say that i partied very late one night and came home and snuck back in my window uh, When I was, you know, still living with parents and stuff <clears throat> and put on the uh, sphere to go to, to try to wind down to. And that was just a mis- just horrible miscalculation on mm-hmm. my part because mm-hmm. um, I didn't really get much sleep. And then when I did get up and like went and took a shower, I like hallucinated snakes, like sea snakes from sphere going around my, my bathtub. It was bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I'm still scarred from that movie,
1: yeah I mean, but
0: like but my biggest fear is Deep water, so like,
1: yeah, that's why I would want to explore that as a witch warper, like because like I have like a very visceral reaction to the deep of the ocean, you know, and right. I think it'd be fun to play with that a little bit,
0: um, this one's just a fan service one. Uh, our boy Steve saves says, "Listener question: Can you please tell my friend Steve from <laughs> HLP that he's a bad boy? And I'll do you the favor. Steve, you're a very bad boy."
1: No, I disagree. You asked for it, and you immediately revert, <laughs> revoked your bad boy status. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm gonna say that, Steve. You're a bad boy.
0: Oh, you got you're getting two. it for
1: me. That's two. That's two out of three, though, Steve. That ain't bad.
0: That's a good. That's a good one.
1: Tell your uh, boy for Asma, Tell your boy Steve.
0: B- B- also two out of three or- Bibby T also said why can't Witch Warpers just be the space Pokemon trainers we want them to be and my response is I'm fucking trying dog <laughs> Like I'm trying so hard but I felt like I would have run into like you know problems just trying to flavor everything as like Pikachu and, and Charmanders and stuff
1: mm. do what you want what I say no.
0: Well, y'all, y'all would not like that and no, The group no, consensus no. would not be like you. that's I'm telling, that's I'm
1: telling our listeners Do what you want Heath you are forbidden
0: all right, <laughs> <all right. laughs> I actually recently got the D&D 5e conversion uh, For Pokemon from one of our listeners And I want to play it and Or host it Like GM it so bad But I'll never get a party to do that
1: Before we get out of here Did we announce the winner of the trivia? Oh we didn't No we <clears throat> did not what uh, are we, we giving also away? Didn't,
0: we also didn't announce what the prize is. We're, we're
1: struggling. I think.
0: I'm sorry. Look, we're just having a good time. All right.
1: Yeah.
3: Yep. <laughs> all right. So who's well, the winner, uh,
1: Josh? Starting from
2: well, I we already uh, I did the the current standings. So the only person that got a point tonight was Old Scratch Johnson, but sadly it was not enough to get him to the lead. So you got uh, Bipolar Pop Tart with four points. Old Scratch with three. Nuke oh, with two. He was so close. He could and have tied it one. up.
1: And kiss a can at Kingy with one. So. All right. Well then that uh looks like BBT. You're getting right. you won our prize.
0: So our prize is we just decided to go classic and old school this time. You're gonna get the traditional Southern Tom Foolery t shirt.
1: The we'll see You.
0: With the with the we'll see You on the back.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, uh we'll so hit you I'll, up.
0: yeah, we'll hit you up uh fi- you know, get your uh address and uh size and uh they come in a variety of colors, so whatever mm-hmm. color you want it to be.
1: Congrats. Congratulations. Congratulations. You <laughs> done <Yeah>. it. Swamp <laughs> money.
0: Uh okay. So, I believe that's it, yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I will say it's been nice. All of you that showed up, we always appreciate it. Uh, for those of you who didn't, you will be listening in the future when I say this, uh, after I edit it. Um, but another successful, uh, Tom talks alive mm-hmm. in the banks. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate Adam and Josh, you both being here as always, you are my rock that I just stand all over for these Tom talks. Um, I love you guys. We love you listeners. Um I, I really hope you guys are as excited as we are for uh Live and Let Fly. That that is really the big big news to take from this is that we've got our release date. This thing is real, it's happening, it's not a it's not a fantasy. I mean it, it except insofar it's as a it is <laughs> It's a science fantasy. It's a science fantasy Damn it Jim, I'm a space wizard, not a regular wizard.
1: Science. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, from uh, from uh our world to the next, right? hmm Well, and
0: it will be uh as the real Jay Pickle just said, a triple release. Yes. So yeah, I mean that's the way we do it around here. And you know, I mean it's just like smart to do as a podcast. Go ahead and get those first three episodes out so everybody can get a feel for what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. us included.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, uh, but that's uh, I'm really excited. I I really am. Um I was uh, pestering Zach last night about my character when we were playing Final Fantasy, and he was like, "It's not the time, bro."
1: (laughs) I'm playing Final Uh, (laughs) Fantasy right now. Um,
0: But yeah, all right. So I guess there's only one thing left to do, guys, and that's to say,
2: we'll see. We'll see see ya.